Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Morning Moxie Show. I'm Alicia Sharp, your host, and today we have Lisa Bevere on the show again. And she is talking to us about knowing your identity. And I love how she puts it because basically, if you don't know your identity in Christ and who he has made you to be, you don't know what to ask for. And if you don't know what to ask for, you're not going to receive anything in this life. And so basically, you're just going to go around in this life as a zombie and just kind of doing the thing that you do every day and not really expecting much from God and not attempting much from God and just not really living a life of power and purpose. So it's important for us to know our identity in Christ. Here's Lisa. Who are you? A lot of times we have a generation that is trying to figure out what they're called to do, and they don't even know who they are. You know, it's interesting to me. I've had the privilege of speaking in front of close to 200,000 millennials in the last three years. And this is what I've discovered about millennials. Millennials are some of the most well-educated, well-connected people on the face of the earth, but they're also some of the most confused. It's because they have so many options. When I was getting married, it was like, do you want to marry the Christian guy with a job or the Christian guy without a job? The correct answer is always the Christian guy with a job. It wasn't hard for me to lean into that. But right now, you've got 350,000 choices on Instagram of women and men, and the overwhelming amount of choices is paralyzing them. They also know that they're called to do something significant. I will often have them come up to me afterwards and say, I know that God has his hand on my life for something significant but I have no idea what it is. And I will take them by the shoulders and I will look them in the eyes and I will say to them what I'm gonna say to you. You don't know what you're called to do because you are called to do something that has never been done before. And when there is a generation of young and old and men and women who are called to do something that has never been done before, You will not discover that in the presence of people. You will not discover that in social media. You will only discover that in the presence of God. And you find out what you are called to do when you find out who you are. And you will never know who you are until you have a revelation of whose you are. We have to have a revelation of who our Father really is. And when we have a revelation of who our Father really is, He tells us who we really are. Identity is such a key thing right now. Matthew 16, verses 13 through 19, I'm gonna read it from the message. It says, when Jesus arrived in the villages of Caesarea Philippi, He asked His disciples, What are people saying about who the Son of Man is? They replied, some think he is John the baptizer. Some say Elijah. Some say Jeremiah or one of the other prophets. He pressed them and said, how about you? Who do you say I am? Simon Peter said, you're the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Jesus came back and said, God bless you, Simon, son of Jonah. You didn't get that answer out of books or from Stephen Furtick's podcast. My father in heaven, God himself let you in on this secret of who I really am. 
And now I'm gonna tell you who you are, really are. See, we all know who we've been, but God is the one who will tell you who you are becoming. He will call you by a name that is attached to your destiny rather than your history. God has a new name. He wants to whisper to you. And God is saying in this gathering, I'm going to release who you really are. See, we have an enemy that will attack you based on your history, but he is actually not after your past. He is after your destiny, and you need to understand why he comes against you. It's not about who you've been. It's about who you are becoming. And I have a Sicilian attitude. When I get attacked, I get excited. I'm like, what is it about me that is so threatening to the enemy that he has launched a full-scale onslaught? You know what? You need to get excited because the Bible says, woe to you when all men speak well of you, for so they did of the Pharisees. When God does a new thing, it often gets fought by the old thing. Now come on, if God does a new thing, you gotta expect it's going to be misunderstood. It's going to be misrepresented. It's going to be misjudged, but so was Jesus. What did we think was gonna happen? Christianity is a battle, not a dream. And if you are going to be brave enough to dream, you need to be brave enough to fight. We are fighting to enforce this victory. It's said that Jesus is going to be retained until all of his enemies are put under his feet. We walk in the victory of Jesus Christ. We take territory. And this is not the time to draw back. This is the time to remember who you are. You are sons and daughters of the Most High God. And we serve a God who is holy and a God who is mighty and a God who is love and a God who is a consuming fire. That is the God that we serve. And we need to remember who we are. Jesus goes on, he says, you are Peter, a rock. What was wrong with the name Simon? Simon's a biblical name. Simon's one of the tribes. Well, you know what Simon means? Simon means reed-like. It means to bend. It also means to listen to. And God is saying to this generation, I can no longer have you bow to what you hear. You must remember who you really are. You are Peter, you are a rock, you are immovable, you are invincible in me. This is the rock on which I will put together my church, a church so expansive with energy that not even the gates of hell will be able to keep it out. Now, when I read this next verse, I always think about those late night commercials. And if you call in the next five minutes, because I think they got this from this. And it says, and that's not all. You have complete and free access. Who has it? Who has complete and free access? I'm sorry, who? You have complete and free access. You have complete and free access. You have an all access pass to the power of God. You have an all-access pass to the promises of God. You have an all-access pass to the presence of God. You have complete and free access to God's kingdom. Keys to open any and every door. No more barriers between heaven and earth 
earth and heaven. A yes on earth is a yes in heaven, and a no on earth is a no in heaven. But if you don't know when you are, and you don't know who you are, you won't know what to ask. See, John and I believe in praying the kind of prayers that scare you. I love how Marilyn's talking about going to Pakistan knowing that she still needs $30,000. Now, I have a husband who has the gift of faith, and it scares the bejeebie out, out of me sometimes. I remember we were home one Christmas, and John had been out praying, and he would come back with a Moses face, and I'd be like, tell me what's going on with that face, because I feel like that's going to be something scary. And he'd be like, I'm just pondering some stuff. I said, you don't ponder, you debrief with your wife. Don't ponder. He was like, no, 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 I'm just going to wait till the council of four gets together, and then I'm going to share what I'm, I'm pondering. Well, when the council of four, which I'm not sure why we call it that, because it's really just John who makes the decisions. When the council of four got together, John said, it has come into my heart to give away 250,000 books. I immediately threw up in my mouth. I was like, what in the world are you talking about? How about we give away 100,000 books? This is a downturn economy, John. And he made a fist lifted it, slammed it down on the table, and said, my faith is attached to 250,000 books. At that point, my oldest son and I made eye contact. We grabbed hands. We stood up, and then we prayed a prayer that scared what was scared inside of us. Now, if you are not praying the kind of prayers that scare you when they come out, then you are certainly not frightening the enemy. We were like, okay, Jesus, we want to give away 250,000 books. That was seven years ago. Now we've given away 20 million books in 107 languages and 97 countries. But it began with a prayer that scared us. I want you to pray the kind of prayers for our nation that astound you when they come out of your mouth, that you step back and say, could it be? Because see, God is looking for a people who will open up their mouth and give him room to move. God isn't interested in doing the possible. You can do the possible. God wants to partner with you to do the exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask, hope, pray or believe, but he's got to have a place to start. Wow, that is so powerful. The thing that really stood out to me the most there at the end is that God is not interested in doing the possible because that's what we can do. We can do the possible. He's the one who does the impossible. And then, of course, she quoted my favorite scripture, which I try to mention at the end of every podcast, which I don't always do, but Ephesians 3.20, more than you can imagine. Go live your 3.20 life, the one that God is in and the one that he ordains, the one that is more than you can imagine. Well, that was Lisa Bevere, and you can find that clip on YouTube if you search under Finding Your Identity and Calling. Lisa Bevere. You can also find out more information about her at her and her husband's website, which is messengerinternational.org. She's got great books out there. She's, she travels and speaks, of course, and her and her husband, John, are just phenomenal ministers, and I encourage you to check them out and all of their books together. So hope you have a fabulous day today, and I'll see you again tomorrow for Fun Friday. God bless. God bless.